From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone, Oscar Recap Edition. I am your host, Scott Pukas, and today is the day after the 2017 Oscars. If you're listening right now, you know we have a ton to talk about, so let's get right to it. Uh, back for a second week in a row, we have Adam Lubito of City Newspaper, who has, to put it lightly, been very busy this last few days. So thanks for coming back, Adam. Happy to be back and try to process some of this insanity. <laughs> Uh, there's been a lot of insanity. We're all trying to process it. It's difficult, but that's what we're here for. Uh, also back for this recap episode, Jackie McGriff, PBS nerd, WXXI superstar, and I didn't mention that I was going to say this, but I found out recently you're a meteorologist, so you can literally do it all. Thanks for being back here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I revealed that. I'm going to ask you for the weather at some oh, point. Along the line. <laughs> we have to talk about this, but later. We can't get sidetracked. Too much Too much to talk about. Uh, finally, I'd like to welcome our final guest, Tim Van Auken. Uh, Tim is the winner of the PBS Nerd Oscar Challenge. He also works at Theater Name Redacted. <laughs> 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 he works at Pittsburgh Cinema. So congrats, and thanks for being here, Tim. Thanks. Uh, glad you're going to have me. Ready for this? This is going to be an intense conversation. That is the one thing we can promise here. All right, so here we go. Uh, everyone likes an underdog, and most people like a twist ending too. So we got both last night with Moonlight pulling off a Best Picture shocker, um, and it was presented in an utterly bizarre fashion. Uh, depending on who you are, it was either the award show's uh, most joyous moment or its most heartbreaking. Uh, so, Adam, I'm going to start with you. Uh, <laughs> During this whole Best Picture announcement, Moonlight won. What went through your head through doing this whole thing? The La La Land announcement, the in- <laughs> the, the correction, uh, all of this. What what went through your head here? Uh, well, since I had been so expecting La La Land to get it, so they they announced it and they started giving their speeches, and I had been live blogging for City, so I kind of tuned out a little bit as I was like, sort of mm-hmm. typing and recapping, and then I like realized there was some sort of commotion going up on stage, and then. Uh, La producer, uh, Justin Horowitz, Horowitz, uh, came out and said, there's been a mistake. And I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And I checked Twitter and literally, I think it was a trending topic at one point. <laughs> what is happening? So, <laughs> and Justin Horowitz insanity. was so gracious. He was. I feel too. like that needs to be said. He handled that really well. Mm-hmm. Now you, I, I started with you because you had Moonlight as your own personal pick for best picture. So, so you were yeah. obviously very happy with this uh, yes. development. I, yeah, I was obviously extremely happy that that moonlight actually did win best picture i do have to say i'm a little worried that there's going to be a little bit of backlash uh based on this sort of la la land fans feeling um without i mean support but uh, that the award was stolen sort of like it it was in grasp of la la land and then it sort of was snatched away at least that that appearance i feel like and i already saw Sort of some Facebook posts of people saying, like, Moonlight, quote, winning Best Picture. And I'm like, uh, I, I, feel, I feel bad for, for both pictures in this case. Really? Yeah, it's such a tough situation. And I, I just hope people would handle it like the La La Land producers did. But they were great. They're like, Moonlight was a beautiful film. It deserved to win. Um, yeah. Nothing against La La Land. It just, you know, as I mentioned in the podcast uh, last week, I really thought Moonlight, this was its year just because... There was so much beyond even the movie culturally. Uh, we'll get to the, all that a little yeah. later. But, Tim, I'm going to go to you next here. Uh, so what were your thoughts when you when you saw this? You're like, okay, La La Land. And then the 
what is going on here? Yeah, like I write it down every year. I have like a little list, and I'm like writing down like you know who won for best picture every year, and if I've seen it and stuff like that. And so you know, I write in La La Land, close my book up, put it to, to, to the side, and <laughs> you know, I'm like sitting there texting, looking on Facebook at the reactions, and all of a sudden, like I see the guy, and he was intense about it. Like, there's been a mistake. And I was yeah. Like, <laughs> What was he talking about? Is he making a joke? And then, you know, he went right into it and was like, it's been a mistake. Moon, like, get up here. And I thought it was funny how intense he was, but also that he was, it was cool that he was, like, nice about it. The guy from La La Land. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, deserved. I mean, there's three other movies on the, on that list that I think could have won the best picture a- anyways. So I think for any of them to win besides La La Land was a good moment for me because I think it's a good movie don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but it just easily wasn't the best picture of, of the year mm-hmm. and it's so subjective I mean La La Land right. wasn't my favorite one either although I did enjoy it and I know lots of people that it was their favorite movie <laughs> uh, for various reasons so it's tough but yeah I, I'm, I'm with you I, I didn't I thought there were better films and I thought <laughs> Moonlight was one of those better films right and like we have a we actually have an employee at the theater and he's literally like he went to the <laughs> premiere at uh Toronto International Film Festival. Yes, Toronto. he was on this podcast I was before. Say, <laughs> Justin, I, yep, I, he, Justin was on the podcast. He's obsessed with the movie, and so I'm friends with him on Facebook. And uh, like, he was like posting pictures of tears coming out of his eyes. Changed his profile picture to like a La La Land shirt with like the standee next to him. Like he was like, "It's not my best picture." You know, what I mean? doing oh boy, yeah, I, was, I was dying. It made me laugh. Yeah, well, I, I mean, so I, I'm Facebook friends with him too, and I actually did see that post. Although I read his explanation of why he liked it the most, and I thought it was very heartfelt. And he just said, "Whenever right. he feels down, this was a movie that really connected with him." Mm-hmm. Um, when I get that, and I feel Moonlight was the same with most people, so I, I respected that uh, because it's again that connection. Now, not everyone felt that connection, uh, but that's a good reason to be upset i feel and right and he's like he's really into musicals i mean being Mm -hmm. into musicals as much as he is like he grew up in the theater and through high school and all that stuff so i mean that stuff's gonna really like grasp you and especially when you pay three hundred dollars for a ticket for a movie yeah (laughs) yeah yeah when and when the stars are there i mean really um you know i i feel the movie where you see a movie the experience really contributes a lot to it so if you see an amazing experience like that it probably would bring it up a few notches on my list as well uh so jackie i'm gonna get to you now uh so actually you were very quick in tweeting that la la land had won because i was retweeting you you're like la la land we're gonna be talking about in the podcast i'm like yeah let me retweet this right when i was in the middle of doing that uh things changed so tell me what your thought process was here so like i literally they're about to announce it, and I just put in Best Picture, La La Land, because I, I, I was like, this is obviously going to win. They've been talking about it for months. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it's a shoe-in, whatever, I can type this, go to sleep, and whatever, because it was getting close to, it was like, what was it, like 12.30 or something? It was just late. And I'm it like, was late. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, get up in the morning, whatever. So, so finally they announce it and I'm like okay great literally about to shut my laptop and then all of a sudden the guy comes back and he's like uh yeah so there's so there's been a mistake like Moonlight is actually the winner now I'm thinking oh he, like he's giving them like an honorary Oscar like he's one who personally felt that Moonlight was the best picture so he was like as a like a token of mm-hmm. like I thought that too yeah which it, would actually be very condescending yeah. I think if someone <laughs> did that but just to be like you know what guys like like you know i was a part of la la land and, and it was great and everything and i really loved being a part of this production but i really felt like moonlight you know really captured you know whatever like given that but and he was like no this is actually real like moonlight has one best picture and that's when he held up the card and i was like 
oh my gosh. And I literally saw all of Twitter just go, or like all the official like movie people go like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, no, this is actually it. This is actually it. Like they're just going down the line like redacting what they had said and it was just funny to me and then and then all of a sudden you get all those tweets that are also like why couldn't this happen during the election like i thought it was hilarious <laughs> and i'm just like well the super bowl or I yeah, I know, of, like, you know. sporting events and it did remind me of a sporting yeah, event yeah right yeah i was like well I, I had also made a tweet that was like oh, it's like watching a mets game because like i was seeing all of the, oh, the mets oh the mets we won't talk about that um we <laughs> can't get sidetracked no no, no. um but because seriously, like when La La Land had won production design, okay, I'm like, okay, great. And it won over Arrival and Fantastic Beasts. So I'm just like, okay, here we go with like the sweep from La La Land. So like literally like award after award, except for original screenplay, which was, I was, I was actually excited about. Um, I was happy about yeah, that yeah. as well. Uh, but other than that, like when I saw, saw it start to sweep, I was like, okay, yeah, La La Land, La La Land. And then when finally they revealed that it's not the best picture, I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, something won other than La La Land, so I'm happy. Because um, <laughs> I really didn't think it was best picture. But now, you're one of the biggest movie fans I know. And and I didn't watch <laughs> yeah, I can't believe this. <laughs> you haven't watched it yet. I <laughs> ran out of time. literally ran out of time. I had... I just gotten home after seeing Hidden Figures and I had rented uh, Hexar Ridge because I hadn't seen that yet either uh, from Redbox and I finished watching it and something like I had to help my mom with something or whatever and so I got sidetracked so by the time I got back to my like laptop to get Moonlight because I think it was it was for rent for like six bucks on iTunes. So I was just going to do that. And I had a credit on iTunes. So I was like, okay, awesome. So by the time I got back, like it was too late. Like it would have been too late. I would either like missed some of the Oscars or just not have only seen like half. That's of a dilemma. Moonlight. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> like I want to be able to watch this and see all of the best pictures, but then I'm going to miss some of the awards so. don't feel bad you, you you've seen way more of the movies <laughs> on here than i have um, and you i don't know see i it. think i think tim actually has seen yeah because he literally he lives at the theater so like he he, he will watch Did you all literally of... live in the theater <laughs> I, I probably should. <laughs> but yeah like i mean when you know when i have like a list of movies that i want to see because i do have a list uh, I'll ask, I usually ask Tim, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And usually the answer is yes. And I'll just ask him like what he thought about it. And it'd either be, you know, I thought it was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to mock you here, Tim. I thought it was like, <laughs> like a seven or For the eight, first time. First you know? of many. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I don't want to focus too much on this gaffe, but I, I will say this was, you know, it was obviously a huge mistake, but man, it was compelling live television and it's way more memorable than anything else. Yeah. Uh, I did want to just mention quickly, I have to defend Warren Beatty. I feel he was unfairly oh, getting yeah. criticized for this. Um, so, I mean, you got to think in hindsight, it's easy to say, yeah, you know, he should have known that was wrong. And first of all, he didn't, Faye Dunaway was the one that read it off. Yeah. And I don't think she looked at it as closely yeah. as he did. But I would be so flustered to look at that and you know it's not right. But what are you going to do? Be like, hey, this isn't right. I mean, it's like 
uh, you know, you're, there's millions watching. You're on this mic. Like, what do you do? I think he was trying to figure that out. So uh, yeah, can, it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say you can see him. We were saying looking off stage, trying to get somebody's attention. You're like, what's going on? And you can also see he's he looks inside the envelope again to see if there's yeah. another uh, award in there that it, he accidentally grabbed the wrong one. And then I've also seen people so, sort of say that he sort of threw Faye Dunaway under the bus by just passing it to her. <laughs> but when you watch it, it looks like he's just showing her. That's what like, I thought. Yeah. Like, look at like, this. Look, this is this, wrong. This is what it says. This is yeah. why I don't know what to do. And she just took that as, now now I'm going to read it. Right. So, uh, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, like, and I've seen a couple of points about this, too, on, on Twitter, where if – could you imagine, like, the backlash – people would get or he would even get if it were like them announcing either best actor or best actress because like you're talking about someone's like some individual's work rather than like you know an entire movie crew i mean like these people are like working their butts off you know every day for you know to turn out performances like this so had it been oh you know sorry viola davis it's actually you know such and such or yeah so like that would have been like absolutely detrimental, you know. I agree. So yeah. I, I have to say, I think the odds of that happening are so rare. Like, if Larry David was up there, I would have thought, okay, this is for Kirby enthusiasm. <laughs> this is the new season they're doing. It. Uh, it was just so bizarre, but like I said, it was compelling. But here, I don't want it to take away from Moonlight's victory because yeah. for me, the, I think this was a monumental win. You got to think about this in this day and age in, in our society right now. This is a story uh, with not a single white character in it. First of all, it's about a closeted gay man his struggle with identity uh drugs crime um and this one which is a big deal uh it's a big deal for independent film um i, re- I was reading today that it was uh it cost less than two million to make um and that's the kind of movie that we celebrate at the little that we mm-hmm. show all the time these independent films uh like no no budget like i said you know under two million and it beat out la la land which is a sweeping musical mm-hmm. about hollywood and about making about the movie making process which you know, always wins, always does well. So I just thought this was such a big moment. You know, you don't want this mistake to take away with it. I mean, do you guys agree with that? The yeah, Moonlight, yeah. that this was such a big moment? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I I had read that sort of building off of what you were saying, that it was the lowest budgeted movie to ever win Best Picture. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't read. read that. That's interesting. And I also, well. uh, that it's the only Best Picture winner to have an all-black cast, like no other film before then has ever achieved that. So, yeah, no, it's definitely uh, a monumental success. And, yeah, I'm obviously happy about it. Because, yeah, it was my favorite <laughs> film of the year. Yeah. And, you know, you, I think you you really mentioned, you really detailed, you know, why this is the best film of the year during the last podcast. But it, when you think about it, it's such a fresh story, too, for all the reasons we just mentioned. Um, and just because it was, it was new, like, you haven't seen anything like this before. Like, we've seen musicals. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of the other war movies, uh, sci-fi movies, and and that, not to take away from those those other films because they the ones I've I haven't seen them all, but the ones I've seen are very good. But this is just like really I hadn't seen anything like it, and it was just the acting was great, the score was great, it was great all the way through, and it really earned this. And um, you know, like I hope nothing takes away from the victory, and I hope it encourages other filmmakers to to make something similar to really you know not not go for the cliche, but to really, you know, go out and, and find their passion and do something. Uh, do you, you guys have, we're probably going to move on here in a sec, but anything else, you know, about Moonlight that you want to say or about the best picture 
Any uh, other thoughts of who you wanted to win? I like the speech that the guys gave at the end about Liberty City being from there and, like, how everyone, you know, just, you know, do what you got to do to get out. I mean, like, I thought, because that's what you're thinking with the movie when you watch it, too, is that, like, it's about a guy that, like, changes his course, you know what I mean? And uh, so when he <laughs> Unacceptable, <did>, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so not only did the filmmakers change their course and do what they did, but, like, the film is about that and, mm-hmm. and on a much smaller level, but still, like... I thought that was kind of cool to hear that speech from them. Mm-hmm. That's well said. Actually, I got to be honest. I didn't like even the speech. Like I was kind of half listening to it and half like just scrolling through Twitter and be like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" So I, I think probably I'd have to go back and listen to it. But that, that's a really that's a good point. Um, so I did want to. I, I think a good. I was going to read a quote from it, but I'll probably just mention it. There's a really good uh, interview out there. It was on uh, NPR. Uh, it was with uh, Trell Alvin uh, McCraney. Um, who was a playwright who who wrote um, in Moonlight Black Boys Look Blue or yeah Black Boys Look Blue, um, which you haven't heard his name as much as like Barry Jenkins who obviously deserved it with the director and the writing, but uh, it's a very fascinating interview uh, talking about how he wrote this play and a lot of this stuff is based on his life. So anyone who likes Moonlight, I would um, encourage you to check this out. Again, it's uh, an NPR interview. We tweeted it from the Little Account if you want to look at it. Um, later on after you listen to this or while you're listening to this and again it's with writer uh, Trell Alvin McCraney um, sorry that I butchered the name of the play you should have seen the last podcast I was saying I was having getting names incorrectly all over the place it was it was not good so we're going to move on here uh, if you guys don't mind so right now this portion of the, our recap episode we're going to go around the room um, and we're going to give another thought on the Oscars, uh, just one, and we could discuss a little, and then we'll move on. Uh, so, Tim, since you're our new guest, I'll start with you. Uh, do you have an idea of what you want to talk about here? Yeah, I mean, since I went to school for it, uh, cinematography, um, I feel like it got robbed, or it was just wrong. Like, La La Land, don't get me wrong, good cinematography, but, like, did, was it, like, when I walked out of the movie, was I like, wow, the cinematography in that movie was really good. <laughs> no, the two movies that were nominated, Arrival... And silence both made me do that. And then there was one that wasn't nominated, and there was no way it was going to get nominated, which was Green Room. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I don't know. I just when that happens, like the, the Tree of Life, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know that that was a good year because it won, and it was like this movie's so under the radar, and it mm-hmm. happened finally for like a cinematography. And I like Lubezki, who won for Birdman and The Revenant, and I. So without having one of those filmmakers that you know is going to win, like Deacons or be nominated um it just was cool that like arrival had at least a nomination and i don't know I, i'm sad that it got robbed though okay so just to recap here the other uh so cinematography la la land went one it beat arrival uh lion moonlight and silence uh, so do, do you have uh do you have an, a top favorite out of all those uh, probably silence just because of the use of outside light it was ridiculous and awesome i mean arrival was like when you walk out of that movie, you're just like blown away by the visual effects as well. So, I mean, I've, I'm a big Martin Scorsese fan, so for it to not even be nominated for anything else besides cinematography, I thought was really weird. But I mean, I would have liked it to win at least that one. <laughs> All right, Jackie, we'll go with you. Do you have any thoughts here? Additional thoughts? Um, I know you usually don't. You're usually very quiet and don't have much to say. And oh, yeah. <laughs> about totally the movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 
so just to continue, I I don't, for as a disclaimer, I really enjoyed La La Land. However, the fact that it won over, like it won production design over either Arrival or Fantastic Beasts, I think was in uh, in the list. Like I, so like coming from someone who has done set dressing, like on a number of films and stuff and really loves that whole process and everything. I mean, like just the tiny details that, you know, production designers will like put in like the backgrounds of things and just like make it this its own world and everything which is what you're supposed to do with film i'm like arrival like the the part where they're going like up the spaceship like that whole thing and then i'm just like you guys didn't bother to like really look at that and see like well this is actually like really thought out and again fantastic beasts like i thought that would have been a shoe in but (laughs) they clearly thought that La La Land was it, and I was just like, there's the, so many. The La La Land people are going to be after you. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they listen. Damien no, Chazelle um, listens. We already established <laughs> Emma Stone is a big fan of the podcast. Uh. No, and then also just to kind of go to like the Oscars, them like itself. Um, I thought Jimmy Kimmel was great as the host. I don't know, like, what you guys think about him as the host. I mean, because they've gone. I thought he was hit or miss. Hmm? Hit or miss? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought overall he did a decent job. I saw a couple uh, criticisms of him throughout the night that I thought were valid. Sort of, um, sort of some tone deaf jokes, like using uh, Sonny Pawar, the little kid from Lion, as sort of just a a prop for the Lion King (laughs) joke. Was was a little cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I really the kid like is the adorable. Matt Damon, the Matt Damon, the thing Matt Damon, yeah. Marvel, the yeah. Yeah. that's a good shot. running joke. That, and was, <laughs> that made me laugh. The Lion King kind of it made me. So I like to do that with my kitten. So, <laughs> so, so for when I hear the music, I, I laughed a little. But I, I do agree with that. Actually, was very cringeworthy. Um, although I do have to say, hosting is not always easy yeah. <laughs> I, hosting a podcast isn't easy so hosting yeah. like a four-hour oscar presentation i'm no. sure oh, yeah. is a challenge yeah. and i did like the the tour group yes i thought that, i thought was the that, best and was, i was i was a little worried leading up to it like where it was going to go but once they they brought the people in i thought they it was kind of adorable mm-hmm. watching them react and realizing where they were mm-hmm. and that they recognized pretty much the entire audience that was that was sitting in front of them <laughs> And it's always interesting following it on Twitter is that there's at least my feed probably is I follow like-minded people. Like the, it, people always would feel very passionate about one thing. A lot of people actually mm-hmm. didn't on my feed didn't like the bus gag or, or didn't, know, maybe yeah. didn't like it, but thought it was too long or it went extended. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, compared to <laughs> Ellen's like bringing people pizza, I mean, <laughs> cause I remember that happening. Her, like her, the whole theme for that was supposed to be, superheroes which is you know like big with me and she didn't really they didn't really do a good job of that at all which you could probably blame on the producer and not and not her but at the same time like relative to her like I believe it was two or three years ago she had brought like some of the actors like pizza and so that was a whole segment and I was like okay this is pointless but then like bringing in like people you know just regular people and, like, having them see all of these, like, stars, like, right in front of them and just, like, looking at their, like, the shock and awe on their faces was, was priceless. I thought it was awesome. So, I don't know. That was just me. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Adam, what, what were some of your takeaways here? Um, 
I'm going to sort of build off of what Jackie was saying um, about Fantastic Beasts deserving uh, production design or even arrival. Um, but Fantastic Beasts winning uh, costume design. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really shocked to read that that is the first time any Harry Potter film in the entire franchise has won an Oscar. Really? Wow. Like it is never won. I figured production design, costume, yeah. even John Williams score. Apparently this is the first one ever won by a Harry Potter film, which I thought was nuts. That <laughs> is nuts. And it was, uh, personally, it was my least favorite out of the, I mean, I, I, would, I, like I would the agree with that. Harry Potter stories more. And Yeah, uh, I would like, agree with that. But I mean, the, the look of this one, at least. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. It had a lot of whimsy and, and magic to it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think I'm, the one I, I want to mention here, since I'm a writer and we have a couple other writers in the room as well, is the screen, uh, the screenplay ones, which I so normally what my when I mentioned something, it'd be a gripe I have, but I was actually very happy mm-hmm. and surprised that the ones that I wanted to win actually did win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester by the Sea in particular, which I thought that screenplay was very good and, and really made the movie. Um, and again, actually, I would have loved if the lobster won because that was such right, a yeah, yeah. clever, yeah. creative <laughs> screenplay. I would have been very happy with that too. I, my fear was that La La Land would, would win. And again, I like you know, La La Land, I, I did enjoy, but the screenplay was not the strongest point of that movie, and I, I, it definitely wasn't better than Manchester or The Lobster. Uh, so I was happy with that, and then I was happy with Moonlight. It's at the time, so I thought that I thought that was Barry Jacobs' award. Like he went win yeah. Best Director, and I didn't think they win Best Picture. So I'm like, okay, they'll give him the screenplay, um, which again is that screenplay really was a strong suit of that movie and really made it. Um, for this one, the other one I would have liked to have seen um, was Arrival. Um, I just thought. That was such a great screenplay and kind of the, I, I think even, I haven't read the this, uh, the source material, the book uh, by Ted Chang, um, but it sounded like the they decided to change up the ending, kind of the twist and, and really I thought one of the best parts of the movie, it sounded like they added that um, because another movie, Interstellar, um, mm-hmm. had a similar ending to their original one, um, which in that case makes it you know, much more fascinating. Again, I'll probably have to go fact check all this, but I did read it. I think it was on IndieWire. Um, you guys have any thoughts on screenplay? You pretty much agree with the winners oh, here? Yeah, I was happy. I really wanted a rival to win just because there's three sci-fi movies in the past, like 10 years, uh, District 9, Interstellar, and Arrival that really, I just think, deserve mm-hmm. some Oscar love just so people keep making those kinds of sci-fi movies with the drama. And it's I love the sci-fi movies. I love them, <laughs> and I just wanted some sort of Oscar love. It's, it's going to happen at some point, and I was hoping it would be Arrival. Don't get me wrong, Moonlight totally deserves it, but that would have been cool to see. Well, Moonlight didn't have aliens, though. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the aliens? I'm pretty sure you're right on all that, that stuff with the short story. I was reading about that, too. Okay, good. Like, looked a bunch of that stuff up, so yeah. Normally, so when I have an intern, I like to have them come and be the fact checker. <laughs> but then I just start like spewing stuff off. You don't want to be saying stuff that's incorrect, especially now. Um, but I, I think the the story that it's based on is something I'd like to check out. I mean, yeah. it's a well known sci fi writer, um, and obviously, Arrival is very strong uh, material as well. Uh, so. I think we're ready to wrap up here. Do you guys, I'm going to give you each a chance to have some final thoughts here on either Oscars. You could mention upcoming movies or anything you think will happen even as far as next year's Oscars. Uh, you can give a shout out to your Twitter or anything you'd like to do. So I'll start with you here uh, this time, Jackie. Uh, let's see. Last minute things. So I'm very happy, very, very happy that KCFX won uh, <laughs> for Best <laughs> Actor because uh, he honestly, truly deserved it. Um, 
Viola Davis for Best Supporting Actress, I was like, if she doesn't win, I'm not watching the rest. <laughs> and her I speech, too. I can't believe we haven't mentioned her speech. Oh, my God. That was a, that was a very, so very good speech. So inspiring. It was something, and please forgive me if I'm butchering this completely, but when she mentions that cinema is the only art form in which we celebrate how we live our lives or something like that, something to that effect, but it was... Very moving, very powerful. She always has something. Even when she won a couple years back uh, for the help, was she did she win something um, for the help at the Golden Globes? Did she win? I I can't remember if she was nominated yeah, or. I okay. <laughs> uh, Vi- Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. For the help. Uh, was it for the help or was it Octavia Spencer at the Golden Globes? I think it was Octavia. Octavia. Yeah. I don't remember her. Okay, she. I need that fact checker. Uh, if anyone's out there listening, <laughs> I will pay you nothing to come sit in and make sure we don't make fools of ourselves. Well, <laughs> either way, because I watch a lot of, um, like I watch a lot of interviews, and like what she has to say as far as like building character and everything, it's or whatever it is. Like she's always just super inspiring, and she's always like right, like right on point with what what she says and i thought last night's speech was very moving she so. was nominated for the help yep okay there nominated but not one right? no nope. right. okay <laughs> that's why i thought they said they announced it when they when they mm-hmm. like this is her first win second mm-hmm. nomination that's what yeah. i thought but i couldn't okay. quite remember thank you for the fact check tim you saved <laughs> us here uh do you want to give your final thoughts here are you are you impressed with your first time on the podcast here yeah i had a good time this was fun um <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I'm going to mention, watch out for this cat named Taylor Sheridan writing movies for, he did Sicario, Mm -hmm. Hell or High Water, and he's got one coming up that he's directing as well, I believe, called Wind River, so Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to see some love for him in the Oscars next year, hopefully. Probably playing at the Little and No Other Local Theater. (laughs) Maybe us, hopefully us will get it at Pittsburgh, (laughs) (laughs) so I can watch it for free at midnight or whatever. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, anytime the, a theater that's not the little is mentioned, I bleep it out. So oh, okay. It'll be... But thank you a lot for being here. We do appreciate, first of all, uh, contributing to the PBS Nerd Challenge, which was a fun thing, and I'm glad people uh, took to it and participated in it. And we always love to have fellow movie lovers on here, or fellow people that work in a movie theater, too. We're a <laughs> unique bunch, uh, right. so it's very good to have you. I'm sure we'll have you back on at, at some point. Um, all right, Adam. Final thoughts. Uh, I'll just say, yeah, I was I was happy with the way this year's Oscars shook out, even with a M Night Shyamalan worthy twist ending, um, <laughs> which he did tweet about. As he a did. Joke. I saw that that he <laughs> took credit for it for the end. <laughs> that that um, was good uh, taking advantage of the situation. I was like, well done, yeah. M Night. Yeah. Um. And I will give my uh, prediction for something we'll be talking about when we're back together talking about next year's Oscars. Uh, the new Paul Thomas Anderson film, oh, okay. um, which is coming out at some point this coming year. There's no official date, but it is set in the fashion world of 1950s London and stars Daniel Day-Lewis. So I feel like we're going to be talking about that. We will definitely be talking year. about that. <laughs> and that one, will, I, could, I could say already that I'll be playing at the little. Just those two, Daniel, Day, Daniel Day-Lewis and, and, uh, Paul and P.T. Anderson, they'll definitely be there. Uh, so anything else or... I think that's it. I do have to mention kudos to Adam who woke up early to be on the radio. <laughs> we did not supply him with coffee. I was going to ask you if you wanted something that I just totally forgot. That's right. I would have taken advantage, but no, I, I survived. I made it through. <laughs> Actually, no. If you would have brought burritos last time, then I would have I see, given you I coffee. See how this works. So that's how we work. But thank you for being on. Uh, so I do have a few shout outs. Uh, well, first of all, I do have to mention that I called the, <laughs> the Moonlight. If you listen to the last podcast, <laughs> 
I did call the Moonlight upset. I was not confident about it at all. And I even joked saying, we're going to be looking back at this and, and mocking how wrong we are. But look at this. I was right. I can't believe it. Um, when I actually filled out my Oscar pool that I was doing, I didn't have the guts to put in. I put La La Land. So lesson learned for me. Uh, so I do have to mention that we still do have a lot of these Oscar movies uh, playing at the little right now. Uh, you can go to the little.org for showtimes. Uh, so right now we have La La Land, Lion, uh, the Oscar-nominated short film, so that's animated, live action, and two programs of documentary. Uh, we also have Bitter Harvest, The Lure, a Polish mermaid murder movie, <laughs> uh, which won't be playing very much longer, I might add. Um, I Am Not Your Negro, which was also nominated, and Chronic is also still playing and that'll also be closing soon fyi uh upcoming event that i do want to mention here uh that may be of interest to you uh it's our women's history month series trailblazing women uh it starts sunday march 5th with sonita uh sonita is about an 18 year old woman uh she dreams of being a rap star um but the problem is there are a couple obstacles. Uh, one is that she's a refugee from Afghanistan and she's living uh, with other teens in a, Tehran, in a shelter in Tehran. Um, so that obviously is a huge obstacle. Um, and her family wants to sell her off as a bride. Um, and on top of all that, women aren't allowed to sing in Iran. So a lot of challenges. It's a great, a great movie. Uh, we're actually working with uh, our community partner, Girls Rock Rochester, are helping to present this movie. Um, there's a p- panel discussion afterward. Again, that's 3 p.m. Sunday, March 5th. Um, all the details are at thelittle.org. Uh, so check that out, please. Uh, thank you again to my guests, Jackie, Adam, and Tim. And thank you to f- to the listener for listening <laughs> and getting through this much shorter podcast than, <laughs> than our marathon preview episode. We did a good job keeping this short, guys. I am proud of all of us. <laughs> uh, so Movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Uh, I'll leave you with my normal PSA. It's always a good time to take a little break.